you have to get out of your mind that you can be canceled because God called you before you were born. So to think that someone can cancel you, that is giving someone else way too much power in your life. And actually, I ended up recording an original poem that I wrote called The Truth About Believers. And I said, we may be a part of the believers crew, lest not forget we were born sinners too. It is only God's grace that gets us through, not people, places, or social media views. May we continue on in faith, looking at people without disgrace, because at the end of the day, we all came from the same place. Holy Spirit, be our guide, not demons in disguise. We have to put away our pride or we'll fall prey to idle lies. And the idle lie being that you can be canceled, that your destiny can be canceled. It can only be canceled when you allow the enemy to snuff out your light. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Confidence Restored podcast presented by CC America, also known as Confidence Centers of America and hosted by Tamaria Jordan. This is a show designed to help you build your confidence, increase your faith, and get mentally fit to overcome any trials and tribulations you may encounter. Through personal testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation, Tamaria and guests seek to inspire and uplift you. This message is delivered by us, CCing you on lessons learned in hopes of encouraging you regardless of where you are in life. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another live taping of the Confidence Restored podcast. I am your host, Tamaria Jordan, and today the topic is you can't cancel who God called. In today's society, a lot of people feel like they have the power to cancel other individuals and or stop their destiny from moving forward by either trying to thwart it through killing the vision that someone may have. They may try to bury the image of someone based on the dirt they throw on their name. They can try to take it away from you or they can try to give what is yours to someone else. However, what I've come to know is that if it is God's will for you to have something, no matter what anyone does, they don't have the power to take that away unless we give away our power and authority. And so when we think about this topic of canceling someone, what exactly do we mean by someone being canceled? So one definition of you are canceled is deciding or announcing that a planned event will not take place. So essentially, this could be the enemy using someone else and even sometimes using us to cancel God's plan in our life because we decide or we allow others to decide that something that God has given us is not going to take place. The second is that it can mean to neutralize or negate the force or effect of another. So when we think about that, that in and of itself has a negative connotation to neutralize or negate the force or effect. We can have a, an effect on the enemy. In fact, the word tells us in Revelation 12 that we are overcome by the power of our testimony. But if the enemy can neutralize us, if he can stop us from talking, if he can negate what we believe about ourselves, then in effect, he can try to cancel what God has given us. 
Another definition is to destroy the force, effectiveness, or validity of, to bring to nothingness, or what we know about canceling someone today, it is to withdraw one's support for individuals. And you see this happening with celebrities, companies, or individuals who may have a mishap or maybe something from their past comes up. And so when we think about past, every single person on this earth has a past. Whether we want to admit it or not, everyone has a past, but everyone also has a future. And what's unfortunate is that people believe that they have the power to stop someone's entire destiny because of a mistake that they may have made in the past. And so that's why I call this, you can't cancel who got called. And, and what I mean by that is, of course, if you're living in sin or you're doing whatever you want to do and you really don't care, that's different. What I'm talking about are believers. If you're a believer, you have to get out of your mind that you can be canceled because God called you before you were born. So to think that someone can cancel you, that is giving someone else way too much power in your life. And actually, I ended up recording an original poem that I wrote called The Truth About Believers. And I said, we may be a part of the believers crew, lest not forget we were born sinners too. It is only God's grace that gets us through, not people, places, or social media views. May we continue on in faith, looking at people without disgrace, because at the end of the day, we all came from the same place. Holy Spirit, be our guide, not demons in disguise. We have to put away our pride or we'll fall prey to idle lies. And the idle lie being that you can be canceled, that your destiny can be canceled. It can only be canceled when you allow the enemy to snuff out your light. Because essentially, that is what the enemy wants to do. And there is a, a wonderful book uh, that I'm reading called Deliverance from Demonic Covenants and Curses. And this book is really powerful. It was recommended um, by Tiffany Montgomery to individuals who uh, follow her ministry. And when I think about how powerful this book is and trying to help individuals see what the enemy's plan is, that the enemy plans to destroy your life, to destroy your destiny. And this book, again, is called Deliverance from Demonic Covenants and Curses by Reverend James A. Solomon. And in fact, in one of the chapters, he talks about the four major things that the enemy can do to your light and your life. The enemy wants to kill the star in your life. He wants to bury the star. He can sell it if you allow him to, or they want to transfer it. And so when I tell you, when I read this, I said, wow, the fact that, and in the example, the reason that he used the star is he talked about how Herod intended to kill Jesus. And he knew that there was a star in the sky because he was looking for him. And so when he knew that Jesus was being born, he intended to kill him because that was the enemy's plot. The enemy's plot 
was to cancel what God was going to do because he knew that there was something destined that would change the trajectory of life. And in fact, in Matthew 2, verses 1 and 2, it says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. So the enemy sees our star and he wants to stop our star from shining. Therefore, the reason I say canceled, because essentially, if you think about that analogy, it's the same thing. So when you think about canceling, it also brings to mind what it means to be underestimated. Underestimated by definition is you estimate something to be smaller or less important than it actually is. So this brings me to the story of David in the Bible. So David and Goliath, the story is chronicled in 1 Samuel 17, starting at verse 42, and it reads, And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth and ruddy and of a fair countenance. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air, and to the beasts of the field. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee, and take thine head from thee, and I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air, and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hasted and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. And David put in his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slung it and smote the Philistine in his forehead, that the stone sunk into his forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore, David ran and stood upon the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of the sheath thereof and slew him and cut off his head therewith. And when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they fled. So David, in this case, was underestimated because Goliath figured, what can you do to me? But Goliath learned that day the power of the Lord. But David's faith was put to the test. David first had to trust that God would deliver him even in the face of the giant. So when you think about David and Goliath, it made me also think about in life how many people were told by others that they couldn't be what 
they wanted to be and or achieve the goals they wanted to achieve. So it brought me to famous failures. And the first one is Walt Disney. He was fired from the Kansas City Star in 1919 because his editor said he lacked imagination and had no good ideas. The next one is Oprah Winfrey. She was an evening news reporter and apparently got fired because she couldn't sever her emotions from her stories. Eventually, she was fired from the producer of Baltimore's WJZ TV. Now, these are um, posts by the Thought Catalog where they are sharing famous people who were rejected. Um, and in this particular case, when you think about being underestimated or canceled, it is somewhat similar to the effect that other people believe that they could not accomplish what they actually ended up accomplishing. And um, this particular portion of this episode is simply just to highlight that sometimes there are individuals who may speak over your life um, and tell you what you can't become or what you can't do. And oftentimes it's because they're speaking from their own point of view. Another example um, is Elvis Presley. He performed at Nashville's Grand Old Opry and he was told by a concert hall manager that he was better off returning to Memphis and driving trucks. So that's what he did prior to uh, singing. Albert Einstein, he actually did not speak until he was four per historical records and he didn't read until he was seven. Yet we know that he was classified as a genius. And uh, the quote uh, that comes to mind is, education is not the learning of facts, but the training of the mind to think. Another example is Michael Jordan. He was cut from his high school basketball team and he once said, I have missed over 9,000 shots in my career. I have lost almost 300 games. On 26 occasions, I have been trusted to take the game winning shot and I have missed. I have failed over and over and over again in my life and that is why I succeed. And I just looked up famous failures because Typically, when individuals think about canceling someone, they think about celebrities and those in the limelight. But I want you to know today that beyond being famous, there are some of us who God will use, even if we don't have a platform as large as some of what those individuals ultimately ended up having. And sometimes in life, what we start, we may not necessarily finish, but Someone else may finish while we go on to glory, but our story doesn't stop there because essentially everything we do creates something. It creates a legacy for the next person to pick up. So do we want that legacy to be good or bad? What do we want people to remember about us when they read our eulogy? And so there was another quote that um, some have attributed to Albert Einstein, although I did some research and fact checking and they said that they were unable to verify that he actually said this. But I thought that it's a great reminder about individuals and also how we move forward in life. And so the quote in question uh, says, everyone is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. Some of us, our lives have been defined by other people. 
The reason confidence restored for me is so powerful is the fact that I was told by other individuals who had a limited view of what I could become and what I could do. They misjudged the call on my life and they said, this is how far you can go. This is what you can achieve. But God had other plans. And so while others may have an idea of how far they think you can go, ultimately, again, you have the choice to decide if you want to believe what God says about you or if you want to believe what other people say about you. And even if you don't have a platform, if you aren't considered famous, in quotes, I'll say, That doesn't mean that you don't have influence. Every day that you wake up, you have the ability to influence someone else. And so when you think about this, it actually leads me to a next point by Pastor Keon Henderson. And he had a recent sermon titled The Purpose of Scheduled Attacks. And I thought that it was very powerful because he really talks about the fact that even when we are under attack. So, you know, earlier I mentioned the book Deliverance from Demonic Curses and Covenants, um, excuse me, Covenants and Curses. And it talked about how the enemy knows that your what your star is destined to be. The enemy sees your star and the enemy wants to destroy your star. But in this message, he talks about the fact that even though the enemy and other people may come against you, that there can be a purpose for those attacks. So I do encourage you to listen to his entire sermon. It's really powerful. It's based on Acts 23 through 28. And he really focused on the fact that no matter how many times they tried to kill Paul, they couldn't do it. God protected him in every prison because his ultimate goal was to use Paul's situation to get him to the place where King Agrippa in Rome could hear the gospel. Now, This isn't, this is at that particular time in Acts 23 through 28. So there were individuals who plotted to kill him before it was his time to leave the earth, but none of those plans succeeded. And so the quote that spoke volumes is your gift in life is to be the gift. Sometimes God will send you to unlock someone else's destiny. And that's what I I meant before. So I did use famous failures. I chose that for a reason. Um, And I get some of them may have had different beliefs. I didn't research their beliefs. I just know that they are names that most people know. And so when you think about famous people, these are people that individuals have come to know. They had some type of influence and individuals may not realize that they too were told, no, you can't become this or no, you can't achieve that. And they were actually able to defy what people said. So essentially, in essence, when you think about cancel culture, it's usually people with a platform because there's other people every day that go through life and may make similar decisions. But because they don't have a platform, no one is necessarily thinking about them to say, oh, I'm going to cancel you unless they end up getting some form of notoriety because of a poor choice and or decision that they may have made. And so when we think about life and we think about different things, it brings me to a few scriptures. And one of which is Matthew 13, verses 54 through 57. And it talks about when Jesus was rejected. It reads in 54, and when he was coming to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue in so much that they were astonished and said, whence hath this man, this wisdom and these mighty works? 
Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brethren James and Hoses uh, and Simon and Judas and his sisters? Are they not all with us? Whence then hath this man all these things? And they were offended in him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. So even though he was who he was, others did not necessarily see him that way because he came from the same place they did. So it was hard to believe. Like, wait, is this not the same man? That's doing the, this man who came from where we came from. This man is doing these works. And so it was hard to believe because they underestimated what God could do in and through him. And we know the story of Jesus. We know that they plotted to kill him. But even in his death, his life was able to be a testimony to God's grace and covering us for our sins. And so his blood that was shed on Calvary became a blessing to you and me. So what the enemy thought would be the end of him was literally just the beginning of eternal life for all those who believe that Jesus died on the cross for us and that we are saved by grace and not by our works. The next scripture that comes to mind is John 1, 45 through 51. And it talks about Philip. And in that scripture, it starts, Philip findeth Nathanael and said unto him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip saith unto him, come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and saith of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. Nathanael saith unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathanael answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou? Thou shalt see greater things than these. And he saith unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. So initially Nathaniel said, you know, he they described it as he was mocking Jesus because he said, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? But by the end of that same section or those same verses, he went um, essentially to recognizing who he was. And he said, it says in verse 49, Nathanael answered and saith unto him, Rabbi, thou art the son of God, thou art the king of Israel. So when we think about that, even though he didn't initially acknowledge and or recognize who he was and his purpose, ultimately he did. In Luke 12, 7, it reads, but even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. So when you think about our value, you think about the fact that God cares about every hair on our head. This is why the enemy is fighting some of you so hard. This is why he wants you to believe that you can be canceled. Because if he makes you think 
that he can snuff out your star, that he can cancel you, that he can kill you, that he can bury you, that he can sell what you have, that he can transfer what you have, then you will operate differently. You will believe that he has that kind of power and that he has that kind of dominion. But in Revelation 12, it talks about the fact that the enemy knows that his time is short. In verse 17 of chapter 12, it says, And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. And so when you think about Revelations 12, the chapter in and of itself, the first time I read it was in December and it talks about the war in heaven. And the chapter in and of itself is very powerful because it talks through the enemy being hurled down to the earth. So starting in verse one, it says, and there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. And she being with child cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven and behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and 10 horns and seven crowns upon his heads. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of, the, of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she had the place prepared of God that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down to you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that his time is short. And when the dragon saw that he was cast into the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man child. And to the woman were given two wings of a giant eagle that she might fly into the wilderness into her place where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time from the face of the serpent. And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. And the earth helped the woman and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon cast out of his mouth. And we're back to verse 17. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant, essentially what's left of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. And so when you think about Revelations 12, it is very powerful because it highlights how valuable we are. The enemy knows that we're valuable. And so he wants us to be underestimated. He wants us to believe that we can be canceled. He wants us to live a life of condemnation. But we may have 
righteous conviction where the Holy Spirit is trying to guide us in spirit and in truth and help us to make better decisions. But the word reminds us that we are not condemned because we are covered by the blood of the lamb. And so in episode 85 that was released in January, uh, it was titled Children Grow and So Do We. We are not defined by our history. But I like to change the quote to we are not defined nor confined to our history. So when you think about what we've done, who we've been, that doesn't mean that we can't grow, especially as Christians, as believers. And I always find it interesting when individuals do start to grow, how individuals will come against them because it's like, how dare you decide to grow? And that brings me to the last uh, scripture that I'll read for today, which is Galatians 1. And in Galatians 1, it really talks about Paul uh, as an apostle. And so when you think about Paul and his background in Galatians 1, it talks about the fact that in verse 23 and 24, that he used to persecute Christians. And it literally said, but they had heard only that he, which persecuted us in times past, now preacheth the faith, which once he destroyed and they glorified God. But before that, it talks about the fact that his focus was not on pleasing people, but on pleasing God. I encourage you to read the whole chapter, but in verse 10, it says, for do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I seek for if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. And so he talks about the fact that he is not, his message in Galatians was not to please man. So what I just read was verses 10 through 12. But essentially, he used to persecute Christians. And in 13, it, it goes on to say, for ye have heard of my conversation in times past in the Jews religion, how that beyond measure, I persecuted the church of God and wasted it and profited in the Jews religion above many, my equals in mine own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of, of my fathers. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. Neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me, but I went into Arabia and returned again into Damascus. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and abode with him 15 days. So essentially, he shared what God showed him. And in verse 20, it says, now the things which I write unto you, behold, before God, I lie not. And so this was the same person who persecuted Christians that God used to deliver others through faith. And so when we think about our lives, the fact that people would want to say they're going to cancel you. I just encourage any Christian, any believer to realize that no one has the power nor the authority to cancel what God has called, who God has called, meaning your testimony, your power, your life. And so for anyone that is watching this, there is an accompanying slide deck. For anyone that's listening, you can watch the visual podcast on YouTube 
at youtube.com forward slash at confidence restored. The link will also be in the description, but I encourage you to really seek the face of God in this season to remember that no matter what anyone does, no matter what anyone says, they don't have the power to cancel who God has called. They can say, Hey, I don't like what you used to do. I don't like what you did. And that is well within their right. They can have that opinion. But at the end of the day, the word reminds us that he will work everything together for our good. Even those things that we may have done in the past that were a mistake. He can turn it around. And especially for the believer, if we believe in God and we believe in the word and we have faith, we will know that we are saved by grace and grace alone, not by our works. And that there is therefore no condemnation for those that are in Christ. Again, we can be convicted of the things we did wrong, but there is no condemnation. So we don't have to live there. So I hope that whoever this message is for, that you remember today that you are 100% free. You are free from that condemnation. As long as you accept Christ and you believe that his son lived and that he died for your sins so that we can be free. So when the enemy tries to accuse you, when other people try to accuse you, when they try to drag you back down a path where you used to be, you can stand up and say, I'm 100% free. So I appreciate you all uh, for tuning in week after week. I hope and pray that this blessed you today. I pray that you would be able to be bold in this season because there are many things happening in this world as we all are seeing. But God is raising up a generation of people who aren't afraid to speak the truth. People who aren't afraid of what others will do and or say, but they want to share the gospel anyway. And we are called to be bold like David and Goliath. If David wavered in his faith, he probably wouldn't have been able to defeat Goliath. But David was able to defeat Goliath because he believed that he could through the power of God. So may you believe in the power of God in your life. May you believe in who he called you to be. May you believe that you have a purpose and a destiny. So know that I thank you for tuning in. I pray that this blesses your spirit. And as always, keep on keeping on. Thank you for tuning in to another live taping of the Confidence Restored podcast by CC America. We are grateful that you tune in week after week and join us for testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation. Please be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe, and let others know that you are listening to the Confidence Restored podcast. You can also now buy us a coffee to show appreciation at buymeacoffee.com forward slash CC America. Until next time, be blessed.